Absolutely, man. We are uh, missing our boy Adam today, but there is a slight possibility that he may pop in. So uh, if he does, it'll be a warranted surprise and welcomed as well. So uh, what's up, Marks? We have a lot of, lot of, lot of talking going on. I hope you guys checked out our Wrestling Picks of the Week episode two. Chad brought us in with the Yokozuna documentary off the WWE Network. I have to say, I did watch it myself afterwards, and it was a captivating documentary, as we all discussed. Uh, I guess it who brought us back, uh, you know, still still puts fear in our eyes, as 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 whenever you see him on TV, he brings us back to being those little kids again. So I thought you better uh, you did a very good job um, with that, Jared, in regards to bringing us back and. And, uh, you know, doing a great review to uh, bring the marks out there to hopefully watch these uh, picks of the week that we're doing. Absolutely. And um, I just wanted to touch one thing on that Yokozuna thing real quick. I think for guys our age who loved Brett and hated Yoko because Yoko was one of the greatest heels of all time, um, I feel like the documentary opens your eyes to another side of him where you can respect him as a human now that we're adults, you know, not kids anymore. And, you know, we do have responsibilities in life, you know, whether it's being a dad, husband, whatever it may be, paying bills that you could you could respect this guy, how he helped his family any way he could. Absolutely. It's uh, an eye opening uh, documentary for sure. Uh, You know, not knowing a lot of the stuff that they talked about uh, regarding, you know, his life and, uh, you know. This is why we uh, want to do these picks because wrestling is is, is deeper than just the uh, shows we watch on TV weekly. It's uh, you know living in this age uh, gives us access to all these amazing insights to you know everything that we're into, but especially wrestling. It's uh, quite amazing. So we are going to uh, do another pick of the week this week. It is my turn this week. Uh, we will come at you probably like Tuesday, Wednesday ish with a uh, little episode. We don't have a a pay-per-view to review but we will do a pick of the week and we hope you guys are enjoying it so marks let's get into it let's get into some wwe action we have some elimination chamber fallout uh so uh yeah let's bring it in jad awesome so uh Raw starts with our brand new uh, WWE champion, The Miz, on awesome <laughs> on the Champions Edition of Miz TV because obviously he is the WWE uh, champion. And I will say this yeah, before and- we get into a little review of this segment. Um, and I know Matt's going to agree because I know he's a fan of The Miz also and a fan yeah, of his, his history and his work and, and, and again, his like, I, like actually I how he made it into the uh, you know into the world of you know, matches, the wrestling or the pro wrestling business series of matches and, like the ECW um, FMW. I'll tell you this: when he has a belt, whether it's the IC belt is that you or combine you know, the, the world belt um, of these. I'll tell you, he definitely style, is an elevated character. When he does carry a wrestling. title, and if you look at the Onita the fact that he, I mean, there's a lot of maneuvers um, in the ring. Champion too, now, and he knows how people are talking about him on the internet the and, and, and everything. You know, he incorporates end, all this stuff you talk, you wanna, into. You want to talk about a real gimmick. pop? And, and I love him. I mean, I it's just I love him from his days on the challenges. Everyone knows, and he's just a great personality. Yeah, he really is, man. He 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 has all the access to to really. 
be that type of wrestler to boost any title because he has the online presence, he has the show, uh, you know, and he's just well known out there. You know, I've, 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 you know, when I was a little uh, maggot watching the challenge and things like that, seeing him probably, at, you know, at his youngest, uh, you know, TV presence of of, of his career, uh, still was a captivating person to watch, even on that show. <laughs> That's why they brought him back all the time. There are always guys, even now, or and even girls too. Um, that when I watch the challenge, I say, you know what, these guys would be good on the mic. I'm not sure if they you know, would be good in the ring, but these guys could excel on the mic. So, uh, yeah, let's get going. So the Miz obviously talks about some of the great champions and how he's better than them. You know, he says he's better than Batista, Cena, and <laughs> HHH, and Taker, Lashley, Edge. Um, he says these guys don't measure up. These guys all are in Hollywood now. You know, he's the only one who's been the constant for the last 16 years in, in, in pro wrestling, which let me tell you something. He's been around for a long, long time. Yeah, it's crazy to think about it like that. Very accomplished guy. So he's easily a Hall of Famer. And, you know, he's basically just goes through his, you know, his accomplishment and how he called his shot. And, you know, he's the Babe Ruth of WWE. And he's the only two-time Grand Slam champion, Grand Slam champion, as we talked about last week. Yeah, and you knew it was just a matter of time before Lashley interrupted with MVP, because as we saw on uh, Elimination Chamber, uh, before Miz cashed in, he was talking to MVP, which we now know is you know he promised that if Lashley came down and destroyed McIntyre and helped Miz, Lashley would get a title shot. Yep. So so they come down. And they go over the part how Miz omitted, um, you know that omitted the part where Lashley uh, helped Miz and he and helped him win the title. And because Bobby helped Miz, Bobby's first in line. And the Miz is trying to, you know, Miz is doing what the Miz does best. He's trying to sidestep them and you know not defend the title before Mania, saying that he's a very busy man. Um, something that yeah. two, he's, he says something the two of them wouldn't know about being a champion at Mania. Um, so. Lashley is getting real mad, and he gives Miz an ultimatum. He's got one hour to make the right choice. So, you know, later, obviously, later on in the night, uh, the ultimatum is in the middle of the ring again. Miz trying to Miz was trying to talk his way out of the match once again, and Lashley's getting real pissed. And, you know, before he's about to, you know, absolutely murder Miz, <laughs> Braun Strowman, a blast from the past, interrupts, and he says he deserves a title shot. And, you know, he deserves it more than Bobby and Miss Sucks. And <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love when he was just in the ring, just acting like almost a bully, a child. Like, you Sorry, suck, I, this sucks. A late, but I <laughs> and let me tell you something. There was, but, but Braun was so over, gonna just maybe like, tease you know, for a, a little bit time. without saying what to it me, is. To me, he's can still just, over, even though he's been gone. a little bit on, the, on what I think. He's yeah. one of those guys who you put in any match, and you're like, oh, Braun could definitely win, really obviously. Sure. So, uh, um, so I'm not I think he away, was definitely missing uh, from, uh, from a chamber match. So, you know, there's a lot of great wrestlers who takes the ring and just overtakes the presence in a wrestling ring just because of his sheer size, but his athletic ability is... Uh, you know, they something indie to be seen, but I mean, not, not something to be seen, but it's, uh, no when it is seen, in major it's, uh, really captivates you, man. So, 
Absolutely, uh, the main no, like when, when, when he had that uh, little you know championship uh, run, you know, it was, some of the it was, it was something you and I were very happy for. I know you were. You're, you're a huge Bron guy. You know what's um, funny? When I was watching, yeah. when I was watching Mania, escape, when he won it, I like, was jumping up and, and down know, like the Jets won the Super Bowl or the Yankees won the World Series. You know, just because it was so long, you know, it was such a long time coming and how Brock got in the way so many times and so Roman had gotten in the way. I just remember something that appeals to you from a young and age as it he did just with ran us. into a lot of you know um, big time superstars that were in his way he finally got his moment when you send and i'm glad they strapped like him at least once because you never know mid 2018 leading up to the yeah, all-in I mean, like you called you the story back line that, that i think you know, you're probably going to be talking about right now yeah, so uh, Shane face of the earth was wrestling. Yeah, there you, and, go. you know, about 2011, 2012. We all know Shane has to wrestle at Mania usually. So, and thank listen, you for bringing me back in. in the I ring, hope this documentary uh, that we're going to talk about uh, later in the week um, is going to bring you more And he does some pretty big spots, you know, usually in his sport. matches. So, yeah, well, yeah, that's, that's what brings me to want to watch his matches are the big spots. I mean, he he can definitely wrestle, I guess, at at this point in his career. Um I, I I never liked that little foot shuffle shit, but <laughs> I, see, it's all part of the act, and I like his act. And here's my look. Yeah, at no, that. I know, I know. Here's my look. He's he's born he's born into a billionaire family, and the guy could have just coasted his whole life and just yeah. did some shit behind the scenes and and whatever. But you know something, the guy the guy has his own businesses. Listen, and I understand that it's easy to make money when you got money. Listen, bro, he jumped off the fucking hell on the cell. So anybody yeah, right. who does, does anybody who does that shit, bro, you're fucking right. good in my book. He does all these crazy spots, like we both said, and you know he doesn't have to do that. And you know something, I'm not sure if I was in his situation, you would even know who I am. <laughs> Anyway, so he interrupts, and you know, you know, it's funny. Also, everyone always gets a shot in on Adam Pierce. Like he's almost like the punching bag in the corner of the gym, where yeah. in between a set, in between a set, you go up and you punch it twice. Um, so yeah. Shane Shane says to Pierce, he's got to tighten things up around here. What kind of ship do you run? And then he then he turns his attention to Braun and tells him he can't just demand matches. And this is where I thought. The match start. The, the match setup is starting. Where he, he tells Braun, if you have any neurons left in your brain, that match was only for former WWE champions. <laughs> now you know. Now you, I, I guess people could see the writing on the wall from what you know. What I said a couple weeks ago, where he, Shane's going to fight Braun at WrestleMania. Yeah, I hope so. And I and I uh, think that would make for just an entertaining storyline. I think it'll be something that brings Braun back into that main card light again and hopefully right. that you know like that could begin to push you know the, that uh you know we all want to see right because the only other, I. <laughs> right right because the only other option in my opinion for braun is what he's been stuck in the last few years and that's the besides last year is the uh andre the giant memorial battle royal i'm sick of that shit yeah you win that shit every year it's like a i mean i guess it's a cool accolade for the locker room i, I don't know but yeah, yeah I, well you know. listen i'm glad Doesn't that you maybe you know, so he – this segment basically ends with Shane, uh, you know, orchestrating a match. If Braun beats Lashley, it becomes a triple threat for the title. And if not, it's just Lashley versus Braun, which yeah. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Um, I really I really expected Braun to at least win or, I don't know, not, yeah. get, dom not get dominated like he really did later on in the night in the main event. Uh, Lashley just – 
I guess yeah, they're, fucking, really, they're yeah. pushing Absolutely Lashley. Looking forward to a great week of wrestling. I think he's week. hot right now with MVP by his side, and thank MVP, God MVP is by his side. Yeah, otherwise he'd be not even wrestling or in a Lana storyline still. He'd be an impact. Right, he would be, and um, yeah. So I guess now we're gonna. I guess we're gonna go on the path of. Uh, Braun's going to be go after Shane and vice versa, and Lashley's going to go on to face Miz. And I'll tell you this, before I touch on the Orton segment real quick, because I know you want to talk about that too. Oh, yeah. Um, I heard that McIntyre was backstage at Raw, and they didn't use him. Really? So, which I think is so stupid. So stupid. Yeah, I mean, if, if, I mean, if he's there, he's got to be used. Yeah, I mean, do they just not have a storyline for him? I mean, I assume he's going to fight Sheamus at WrestleMania. Uh, I hope. I mean, I know you're a good, you know, like a big Sheamus guy too. I, I mean, not like a huge, huge fan, I guess, but I know you're somebody that says he's a, you know, f- you know, Hall of Famer, which I do agree on. He definitely sure. is a Hall of Famer. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. He's just somebody who I just don't enjoy. He's a He's a I compiler. Just, yeah, I just don't enjoy watching him wrestle. I just don't know what it is. It's not, and it's, and nothing against him. I just, uh, obviously, he's a good wrestler. He plays a good uh, role, but I just something about him in the ring, man. I just don't. I just, I don't know. I don't think he could carry a title. You know. I mean, he already has several times. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Just for me, he doesn't do it, man. He just doesn't do it for me. Yeah, listen, I, I, I don't love him. I, I just, yeah. I just. I respect his history and his accomplishments, and to me, he's definitely a Hall of Famer. You know, if you're gonna, but to but to headline a WrestleMania, man, like that, like that would be something I'd like would not want to watch headlining a WrestleMania. Well, well that match is definitely not going to headline WrestleMania, but uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be a match. Do you think this is going to carry the title to WrestleMania, or do you think at least uh, Drew McIntyre is going to get it back before? I don't think McIntyre is going to get it back before because that's crazy. Because McIntyre doesn't need the belt to have a big match. You know what I mean? Yeah, he, it's very true. He, you know, Miz sort of does. Lashley sort of needs to be involved in that. I, I I can't answer your question this week. I'm hoping more takes place next week. Listen, I hope Miz carries the title, but something tells me he might not. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see, man. Because yeah. you, you know what it is? That Edge isn't involved on Raw anymore, so it doesn't matter if that title changes hands. Yeah, that's true. You know what the big match is going to be? Yeah, it's going to be Mania. Yeah, I actually think I actually think uh, both uh, the women's match is going to headline from SmackDown: be Bel Air and Banks versus uh, you know, and yeah. uh, Roman Edge. I think they're going to be the main events on both nights. Actually, that's yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think uh, I think both matches are going to be really, really good. Yeah, I agree. I also no one talks about how Edge and Roman's finishers are like the spears. I think that's kind of cool. Ah, the battle of the spears. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so just just quickly before we move on to SmackDown, the Orton segment where um, he's talking about being that something is bothering him and something is distracting him, and that fact that when the fiend distracted him, he burnt him to you know he burnt him to yeah. you know wherever. And he brings up Alexa Bliss, and then he does a little cough. Then he talks a little more, <laughs> and then the black blood comes out of the mouth. <laughs> Listen, Matt, you're not the only one who's told me that you absolutely hated that segment and thought yeah. it was stupid. But to me, to me, I look at it totally different. And to me, I see 
another angle. And she previously did that a few weeks ago when she distracted him in a match and she was sitting on the turnbuckle with the black blood falling out of his mouth. Um, I don't know. Maybe to me, it adds another wrinkle in where do they actually, is he going to be a part of this shit now? Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, maybe he's possessed in a sense, but uh, right. right. Yeah. Um, it, it was just, I don't know. The acting to me was just like not good, I guess. Um, I, I guess maybe for a second, I thought he actually choked during his promo, but I, I like, Orton's too good for that. So, um, it, it, it was just, uh, I'm, I don't know. I, you know, like coming back from where I used to watch wrestling, uh, in the attitude era, it, that probably would have been something I would have been down with, but because I've ventured off so deep into the independent wrestling scene and into new Japan and, and that that's where my heart is in wrestling, uh, this stuff doesn't happen as often, you know. So well, this uh, is yeah. this is the this is the way I think you should look at it. And obviously, I uh, can't tell you how to think, but um, yeah. here's how you should look at it: that it's just another wrinkle in an awesome, awesome, awesome storyline that is probably going to culminate or you know drastically change the storyline, you know, at WrestleMania. And there's going to be a lot of action in that storyline between now and Mania. Um, and think of this, think about this. They have everyone captivated in this storyline and the fiend hasn't even been around in two months. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, like that's what it is. It's keeping his presence alive while, while he's not even there. So, um, you know, I think they're definitely doing a great job at that. I have to say, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's something that may grow on me too, Jared. It's something that may eventually like, you know, I'll buy into it more. As as you know, I wasn't watching Raw as much as 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 you have been, and so I haven't been following the storyline also right. as I well, dedicated. He, but I have gone back to make sure that I've watched the segments and right and caught up. And now that I watch also, it every week, it's it, it it could grow on me. Also, so. another thing is, um, think of it this way: How many women in other promotions can actually carry a storyline with two of the the best guys in wrestling right now in Orton and the fiend. She's actually carrying the storyline bliss. Yeah. It's, it's uh, very impressive. You know, so also I, and just ending raw on this note, I just wanted to touch on Tony Khan winning promoter of the year. I think that's absolutely blasphemy. <laughs> because despite all of WWE's flaws, Vince McMahon is absolutely the booker of the year. Just based on the Thunder, the, you know, the Thunderdome aesthetic, you know, that he invented during the pandemic, mm-hmm. uh, you know, aligning Roman with Heyman and turning heel, which everyone, they finally got Roman right. Uh, Edge returns from retirement and, you know, didn't really miss a beat. Uh, they established the Hurt Business, like we talked about before. MVP literally saved Lashley's career and Shelton Benjamin's career. Mm-hmm. Um they had this. They had the Sasha versus Bailey feud, which was incredible, the best woman storyline of the year. Um, they had the rise of Drew McIntyre to the main event and to be a great world champion twice through the pandemic. The the Randy Orton resurgence. I mean, that's just another thing in the last year that the guy resurrected his career from basically being you know on his way to being a legend, and now he's almost back in the prime of his career. Yeah. Uh, I, I just based on all those things I just named. Yeah, Roman Reigns story, you know, I all think, that stuff. And- I think I think Vincent Kennedy McMahon is uh, by far the genius in this business, and I don't think I need to state any more reasons why he should be the promoter every single year, the promoter of the year every single year. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I would have to read the, the reasons why they chose Tony Khan over him. I, I'm not too sure. And when did the uh, this award come out recently? Like two, three days ago. And then it comes out in 2021. So I wonder, like, what's up with that? But um, it, it's it's just I don't know, I, don't, I you know I don't know maybe I don't fucking know I, I, AEW to me took off in a good sense and like you know we said it took a deep dive in certain areas and I I don't know maybe it's because of the pulling of the sting move and different things like that I, I don't know yeah I don't know either I, I, listen I still watch every week and I'm still entertained yeah. obviously but to me. There's only one promoter out there that's the greatest of all time, and yeah, it's hard to uh, disagree. Just based on the Thunder Thunderdome alone, yeah, it is pretty cool. Tony Khan's a little fanboy to me. I don't know. Well, that's the you know that's where he comes from. You, you know, if you uh, read about his story a little bit, he he's a guy whose father used to take him back to uh, you know like you know like into Philadelphia. You know, this rich super rich family driving up into Philadelphia to make sure that they go watch ECW live and stuff like that, you know? So he, he comes from being a hardcore fan, which I think is, is, you know, is cool. I think recently he's been trying too hard and I'm, I don't like those promos that they cut uh, on impact, you know, they're kind of corny as hell. Uh, but they're just, uh, he, he, he definitely comes from that fanboy standpoint. I'm not too sure how he won promoter of the year though, but you know, whatever. We'll see. I am pumped for this fucking uh, barbed wire death match, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, just quickly on SmackDown, uh, Roman, he as usual, he opens the show with Heyman and Uso, the slow walk down to the ring, which I still haven't timed yet, and I promise you this Friday I'm going to time it. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. It's the same thing. SmackDown need, needs him, and you know the Chamber needed him, and he answered the call. That's what the head of the table does. You know, Every night he strives for perfection inside the ring, and basically, Edge ruined his perfect night, yeah. which is ridiculous. So Daniel Bryan, uh, Daniel Bryan interrupts him, and he kind of like he kind of like mocks Roman and says, like, you know, your night was perfect. You waited for six men to destroy each other in the chamber, and then you came down right away. Um, and he says, I thought you wanted to be the main event at every pay per view, you know, fight last, but convenient how you wanted to come down now early and, you know, get things done. Yeah. So Daniel Bryan kept saying, you know, not me, but there were rumors in the back you're not a real champion and you're not the head of the table. Um, but he says he's just addressing rumors and he addresses, he uh, addresses, he uh, challenges Roman for the title. Um, but the rule, obviously, he has to be Jay Uso first to get the title shot. I mean, I thought this segment was uh, amazing to start off the show. Um, sometimes, uh, you know, it, it's it's a bad idea to start the show off so good because then the rest of the show gets so uh, bland sometimes. But, uh, you know, I thought Roman uh, is, is bringing out the best of Daniel Bryan now. You know, it's kind of like a nostalgic Daniel Bryan-esque uh, – feel that we have going on here first off him him winning that elimination chamber match was was a great underdog uh story to begin with you know and now seeing Roman Reigns uh you know and him having a storyline I think is, is 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 awesome because I'm not a huge Daniel Bryan guy um although uh you know he comes from that indie scene that I absolutely love 
he 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 still has it. You know what I mean? He still has a, you know it's a great story too with his you know his comeback to begin with. But um, I I think now uh, with all this going on and 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 now him tying it with Edge too, uh, you know, it's it's really really a, a great uh, story. I uh, I totally agree. I'm not a big uh, Daniel Bryan fan either, and. I, you're right. Roman does elevate uh, the storyline, and he el- usually elevates anyone who's in the storyline with him. My thing is, Daniel Bryan's not believable to beat him at this point in his career. Yeah, it, he may not be, but I think if he plays the promos and the storyline correct, he could do some head game type stuff, you know? And uh, I think that's where the storyline could take off. If he could like get into Roman's head, play some mind game trick things, and and uh, you know, let's not forget he he he's been champion before. He's 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 got some some good accolades as well. He's a tough motherfucker. I'll tell you that much. And uh, um, he may not be believable to beat him, but I think he's a guy that could carry a storyline further, so that we could get to WrestleMania and uh, you know see something culminate there. I totally agree there, and. I just don't know because he, you know, they both wound up getting counted out, at, you know, in the main event, mm-hmm. Uso and Brian. Yeah. And obviously Daniel Bryan got his ass kicked by Roman at the end of the match and Roman stood tall. Um, but I just don't know what they're going to do if they're going to make Roman defend one more time before Mania. Because um, we know they're going to make Miz defend before Mania. So we'll see. I mean, it's but it's already set. That's the thing. It's already set. Roman versus Edge. So... I don't know if Daniel Bryan's even going to get the shot or not. We'll see. But uh, yeah. I did want to touch on Edge was pretty mad uh, that Daniel Bryan was getting a shot at the title before him. So yeah, I, wonder, makes sense. I wonder if we can get uh, maybe Edge versus Daniel Bryan at the next pay-per-view. Uh, I think that would be pretty cool, man. Just get, you know, like uh, it would be nice to see Edge uh, in a headlining pay-per-view uh, situation prior to Mania. You know. A lot, a lot of people say that's a dream match. So I that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't. To me, it's not a dream match, but well, yeah, it'd be cool. Yeah, I think it would be something entertaining. I think they're both uh, really good wrestlers that would put on a nice long match. That would be uh, good to watch. Right, and one more thing from SmackDown. I just want to touch on the whole. Uh, I know we I know we don't talk about it a lot, just because there's a lot of Roman to talk about, obviously, and and, and whatnot, but. Uh, Sasha Banks and uh, and Bel Air. Um, yeah, I think that's a great storyline. I think uh, I think it's gonna be a good match. I think they're both great wrestlers, and it's just another point on how um, you know WWE WWE women are better than a lot of promotions men men's matches where you know. These, these two women are going to main event one of the shows, and we've seen them main event WrestleManias and other pay-per-views plenty of times. It's it's not surprising anymore. It's not out of the realm. And WWE has a ton of women who could headline uh, WrestleManias. So, uh, yeah, definitely. I'm very excited. Those two cut great promos, and it just the, th- list, the list goes on and on with the WWE women. I thought the stare down at the end was, was awkward in the ring, but that was about it. <laughs> I thought everything else other than that was uh, really good. Yeah, so uh, I, I understand people not watching it. It's hard, but whatever. Uh, they, they should the women the women matches and storylines are better than three quarters of the men's storylines. So yeah, I uh, I definitely uh, agree with that, man. You know, the women are putting it up, and 
Uh, I can't wait to see one day Rhea Ripley uh, take over. That's my check. Yeah, yeah. So she's uh, she's going to be debuting on Raw soon too. So that's just listen. I know we talk about this every single week, but this their division is so stacked on Raw and SmackDown, where people like. I don't know, like Dana Brooke, Mandy Rose. I mean, these women would be stars, absolute yeah. stars. AEW, TNA. I'm not going to name any more, but they would be stars, and and you know it easily, easily. But uh, you know, it's it's uh, you know the road to WrestleMania is looking promising. I got to say that. So uh, this is something that is going to uh, be. Amazing to see unfold as just a wrestling fan, just seeing the woman take over, seeing seeing how other wrestling promotions are going to try to keep up with that. As you can see, AEW is trying, trying their best. Impact, I, I think, has no shot. But, uh, you know, AEW is trying, trying to get there. I'm seeing better matches. I'm not seeing better promos and stuff like that, but I am seeing better wrestling in the ring, which I think is a good start for AEW's woman division. Um, and speaking of AEW, uh, let's jump right into them and see uh, what's going on because we have a pretty big pay-per-view coming up for them. Uh, it's been a, quite a while as well. Yeah, this uh, uh, a week from today, uh, Mar- March 7th, I believe. And yeah. I uh, – you want to talk to some, Matt? I, uh, usually their, their pay-per-view cards are great. I don't know. This one seems a little lackluster other than the uh, main event. Yeah, I got to pull it up real quick. Let's see. Uh, you know, so he, I have another problem. So now they have they have Darby in a tag team match for this pay per view, right? Yeah, yeah, I think right. so. Yeah, so, yeah, the street fight. Mm-hmm. So while you look up the card, I'll continue on with this. Um, yep. So here's my issue with with this: How long have we waited for a pay per view now with AEW? I believe Christmas time was probably the last yeah, one, right around there, there, there. Right. There was, there was supposed to be one recently. Something happened. Right. So we've waited from Christmas till. March 7th, right? All you know, mm-hmm. all this time, and we're still not getting a Darby title defense. The guy doesn't defend the title. He defended it against Joey Janela last, which is horrible, unbelievable. The horrible champion. Now he's got this guy sting by his side. It's just it's absolutely terrible. Terrible booking from the from the promoter of the year. And it's I don't know. AEW is losing me very fast. Um, I think the the Hangman uh, Matt Hardy uh, angle. I know I spoke about it last week. I think that's horrible too. Just horrible. A purse for yeah. purse match, and then they're then they're, they'll never have after this. They'll never have uh, doing with each other again. So you had a three week angle. <laughs> so here's the card right now. We have to start off. It's going to be Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor versus Miro and Kip Sabian. A story storyline that I'm actually into, but with also wrestlers that I think uh, could, could have a good match. Um, then we have, bah, 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 bah. this is the casino tag team Royale. So uh, let me ask you, I, yep. Let, mm-hmm. let me, let me stop you with, b- before we go through that. Who, who wins this? They become the number one contender, correct? Uh, the casino tag team Royale. So whoever wins this Royale, it becomes the number one contender. Yeah, they didn't do a very good job of explaining that. I believe, I believe that's what it is, man. I can't, I can't, I can't see anything else coming out of it. <laughs> I, I, I agree with you, but they just throw these things together and don't explain anything. Yeah, I, I think I've heard it once or twice when when they're saying it, but just making the, the uh, I guess, the wrestling prediction here in regards to what the uh, outcome right. would be. 
so yeah, it's Bear Country, Santana Ortiz, Steve Grayson and Evil Uno, John Silver and Alex Reynolds, uh, Top Flight and Private Party, The Butcher and the Blade. So those are the guys in there. There's the AW's World Ch- World uh the women's world championship uh Sheeta versus uh to be determined because they're doing that tournament right now. I think uh, it's gonna be Nyla Rose, but Yeah. What's I don't know the face of the revolution ladder match. I still don't know who wins this. I don't know what happens. Uh so I I'll be honest, I I don't yeah. I'll be honest, I don't think anything happens. I don't know what the fuck happens. So I'm just gonna be interested to see what happens regarding that. <laughs> but it's Cody Rhodes, Scorpio Sky, uh, Penta El Zero, Lance Archer, and there's two more spots to be added still. Then we have Hangman versus Matt Hardy, then the Tag Team Championships with uh, Bucks versus Chris Jericho, MJF. That hopefully is a good match. Hopefully I'm actually, Chris Jericho and MJF win. I think they're gonna. Yeah, I hope so. Um, then we have Jared's favorite match of the night, Sting and Darby Allen versus Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. It's <laughs> and then uh, what I'm immensely looking forward to, uh, Kenny Omega versus John Moxley in the Exploding Barbara Deathmatch for the World Championship. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the card doesn't look as stacked, I guess, as you would think, but I think it's going to be entertaining, actually. I'm not a... My whole thing is when you have pay-per-views that are this spread out and you're not like WWE where you have a pay-per-view, you know, every few weeks. Um, yeah. I think every title does need to be uh, defended, and I think where as WWE, every title doesn't have to be defended every single pay-per-view because they have them so often, and they have so many different titles. Um, the fact that you have uh, you know, the TNT title, the world title, the women's title, and the tag titles, those have to be defended every single pay-per-view since you have them once every three, four months. Yeah. And if- and the mm-hmm. fact that they're teaming Darby with uh, Sting, who sucks balls, uh, <laughs> it's just horrible. No- nobody wants to see Sting anymore. It's the same shit with the snow falling and Shivani at Sting. And the he, shit- did, he, he, he did hit a Scorpion death drop uh, on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah uh, that Scorpion death drop looks horrible. I, I don't <laughs> even... I honestly, I remember the Stinger splash, and I remember him doing the sharpshooter. I don't even remember that sting, you know, that that other finisher. And I wasn't a big Sting guy ever, and I think he's a tad bit overrated. So you guys could like, uh, you know, tar me to death and wh- whatever you want to do. But, <laughs> no, uh, it's definitely like it's just one of those moves that like WWE. You know, it's a WWE move, like throwing Goldberg into like a main event for like no reason or. Or uh, it's just it just has that same feel. It's like you know putting this guy in here because of his name and not because of his, uh, you know, in ring wrestling ability. You know, so and and if he and if he uh, has said maybe thirty words the entire time, um, it's a lot. So I, I don't know. It's just I, I I hope we're done with this after, and I hope that they lose to the FTW group, which they probably won't. Yeah, uh, our boy Adam wants to join in right now. I'm trying to see if I could get him in here, but in the meantime, uh, I just want to say for AEW purposes, uh, the only match I feel like of the night that I really wanted to discuss was Archer and Ray Phoenix. I thought it was an amazing match, and I'm glad that they uh, have him going into this uh, match during the pay-per-view because I think he also elevates any match that he's in. I'm a big fan of his from back in New Japan. So uh, those 
uh, matches that that I used to see him in in New Japan always captivated me, and I'm so glad that AEW picked this guy up because I feel like they could easily strap him with a world title at some point and let him just fucking dominate. And uh, this match itself was absolutely See, fantastic. They should they should strap somebody like Phoenix with the TNT title. That'd be perfect. Yeah, man. I mean, he's he's an amazing wrestler too. Uh, I think Phoenix is uh, one of those guys who also whatever match he's in will elevate the match instantly. So uh, you know, the match was very very good. If if nobody has seen it yet and you have a chance to go watch it or on, on replay or something, uh, I do want to say that I do want to say this. It. I'll say this about that match, Matt, and I like both guys. Uh, I like their abilities that they bring to the table. I actually didn't think that their abilities me- meshed well together. Uh, sometimes that could happen. I mean, you know, the thing that Ray Phoenix brings to the table, obviously, is his athleticism. And when Lance Archer is in the ring, he could bring – multiple things right we've seen him do like that undertaker-esque move where he walks around the rope and instead of just jumping on the person he backflips onto them oh what's up adam the mark is in the motherfucking house um i just i thought that phoenix was way too athletic for archer and archer just didn't belong in a match like that with phoenix um but, but yeah it was I a great re- match i, I do respect I do respect what each of them bring to the table, and I think each of them could be a champion of some sort in the promotion if they actually got this shit right. But, uh, but yeah, I did want to just touch on also in, in AEW how every week they have too many squash matches. I, I just don't like. We know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I guess like John Moxley versus uh, Ziggler's brother, the Hollywood Hunk. Yeah, Ryan, like, uh, we know. don't. We don't need we don't need to know that you don't we don't you don't need to put Moxley over for us to know he's great like he he is great and we know he's going to beat this guy. Yeah, I mean, I I think it was just more of a statement, you know, like it was something to just have him set up for the promo because I think that's what was uh, a lot better. And there was this part in that match where Moxley slapped the living fucking shit out of the Hollywood honk man. I'm like right in the face, bro. I thought he was yeah. trying to knock him out. <laughs> I was like, damn, uh, but. Uh, you know, anybody who says wrestling's fake, or just you know, if I could ever, you know, clip that and post that somewhere, oh my god, he fucking slapped the fucking living shit out of him. But, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely yeah. predetermined. It's definitely predetermined, but not fake. Yeah, yeah. The um, yeah, the, the the promo that he did afterwards, I think that's where the gold came uh, into play in regards to this match. Uh, it was just set him up for this amazing match that I absolutely can't wait for. Uh. The barbed wire exploding death match is going to be either it's going to be one of the best matches we've all seen, like ever, or it's going to be one of the worst. It can't be like really in between. Uh, I, I I totally agree there, Matt, and I just don't know what to expect. So so this is what I I sent Adam this link last night, and I'll and I'll send it over to uh, you as well afterwards, and maybe I'll even post it in the uh, description later when this uploads. Uh, FMW was the promotion back in Japan back in the, the you know the eighties and the nineties, uh, and probably even two thousands, where they put on these types of matches all the time, and. Uh, when you go back and, and watch them, the, it's it's nuts. The, there's even a uh, 
one that you would like to watch. It's like a two and a half hour pay per view, but it's FMW and ECW together in like Japan, and they put on this these crazy fucking matches. But uh, it's 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 definitely a sight to see. I think Adam took a look at it last week as well in regards to watching some Hayabusa highlights on uh, YouTube and and seeing the types of matches that he put on with explosions and uh, the, the uh, there's. There's one with electric water surrounding the ring. <laughs> oh, shit. It's, like really, it's really awesome, crazy, crazy shit that they did, man. Well, I am, uh, I'm definitely excited to see, uh, to see this match and hope it's uh, one of the better matches we've seen. <laughs> yeah, especially when the sirens are going off when it's like about to count down and just like the whole crowd's like oh it's like you know with their with their reactions and then it's like a holy shit man like the whole stadium just domes out and fucking fire and smoke it's like nuts but uh yeah man uh that's the thing. FMW had it right with their crazy gimmick matches, but with good in-ring wrestling. And, and if uh, that's what we get on March 7th between Moxley and Omega, which I know that they're both great in-ring wrestlers, I think we're in for a special, special treat. And if this match is something that works well, I hope we see a lot of matches like this in the future. I'm, I'm a huge mark for the barbed wire death match. Uh, unfortunately, the ones that you see now in certain indie promotions are just a bunch of fat fucks trying to just cut each other, and it's not entertaining. But when you have actual athletic in-ring wrestlers uh, mixed in a gimmick match like this, I feel like that brings magic. Yeah, well, uh, I, I hope you're right. I hope there is magic, but I just don't think these guys need this match to put on a, a five-star match and... I don't know. It's just there's a there's a big part of me that believes it's going to be the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, well, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. And, and just to uh, bring us into uh, New Japan really quickly because uh, we're running out of some time soon. But uh, in uh, New Japan, guys, uh, you know they have uh, this uh, New Japan Castle Attack Night. Um, night two I want to talk about uh, they put on these awesome shows all the time whether they're not big pay-per-views or small pay-per-views like if you have the money to get subscribed to New Japan World it's I, I think it's totally worth it because you watch amazing wrestling all the time uh, the match between Ibushi and Naito um, whenever you watch these two guys go into the ring Jag, we saw them live together in Madison Square Garden Adam I've shown you plenty of uh, videos regarding them and uh, just amazing amazing wrestling that we see so uh if anybody has a chance to check any of that stuff out with new japan it's amazing uh new japan strong on roku uh has been awesome i think they're going to get another deal with axs pretty soon so that'll bring you know regular cable uh into the limelight for new japan so let's uh i hope it happens so you know 
with that being said, uh, you know, we are going to become magic midweek with another pick of the week uh, episode. I shared the documentary, I believe, with you both in case you wanted to check it out. I'm not going to reveal it right now, but I think it's something that's very interesting and kind of uh, something that I personally mark out for and that I think that will help everybody else uh, eventually uh, join in on the independent train with me. So we'll see. No, it's all right. It's okay, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, sure. I uh, I can't wait to check it out also, and it sounds very exciting. I haven't gotten a chance yet, but uh, I definitely will check it out before we uh, before we are done. And I, I just wanted to touch on, on New Japan before uh, before we go here. Um, mm-hmm. I do want to touch on Moxley versus Kenta and how another – I just – there was not one part of me that thought Kenta was going to beat Moxley. I think it, that was another so unrealistic uh, feud – Nobody even know who the hell this guy is unless you're a real super duper and uh, New Japan mark like Matt is. Nobody knows who he is. Moxley's one of the most over and hot wrestlers right now in the last two years, and people really think this guy was going to beat Moxley. I think it's so stupid, and I'm glad Moxley retained. Yeah, it, it was definitely. Um, thank you for bringing it up too. Uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm I'm glad New Japan kept the belt with him uh, because keeping him with AEW and and, and the New Japan tie, it kind of shows you that uh, you know an AEW wrestler is holding a New Japan title, which means that we may be able to see a New Japan wrestler holding an AEW title at some point, which would be pretty awesome. Uh, I to- I totally agree there, Matt, and I uh, I just wanted to say that. I don't think New Japan sharing their titles is the problem. I think it's AEW and Impact sharing their titles being the problem. Yeah, we'll see. If Impact had any smarts, uh, they would let New Japan definitely roll with their titles. But I don't even think New Japan wants to bring that dirty shit trash to their country. So, I uh, I totally agree there. Um, I just think that 
they need to get some of the bigger names over here. And I know with the pandemic, it's hard because, like I said, I don't think anybody knew a lot of the wrestlers that wrestled on this pay-per-view besides TJP from his WWE days and Moxley and Kenta. So I think in order for this to work, we're going to need more guys coming over like Finn Juice and David Finley and, you know, Moxley, you know, fighting for both promotions. So I think while the partnership is good, I think there's a lot of work to be done. Yeah, well, when guys like Ibushi, Naito, and Okada uh, eventually come over and show you, you know, and, and yeah, we'll be talking. wrestling, we'll, we'll see what kind of impact it makes. And uh, right, then know, we'll be talking. I'm bullish on that impact and it being a, a very good one, <laughs> but we'll see. Um, you know, with that being said, guys, uh, just remember you can email us at the questioning marks at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at the question in 11. That's the Q U E S T I O N I N 11. Hit us up on there. We'll be coming at you in a few days with our pick of the week. And, uh, you know, just keep marking out, guys. Awesome. Thank you, Matt. And questioning marks, have a wonderful week and have a great week of wrestling. Yes, Adam, we will let you uh, get all your marking out uh, during the pick of the week for sure, because I know that you had to join a little bit later. But, uh, you know, and we always, will, always here in spirit. And we will have a revolution preview for you next Sunday morning. So be sure to be on the lookout for that. And enjoy uh, WWE this week and enjoy your AEW take-home show this week, as, long as, as well as every, every other promotion out there. Awesome. Couldn't say it better myself, guys. We are the question and marks. Peace out.